Welcome back to Whatever the Weather. I am meteorologist Sarah Spivey, and together with meteorologist Katie Blake, we are local meteorologists in San Antonio, Texas, talking about the weather, talking about what it's like to be on TV. Guys, today's episode is so exciting. We are taking a trip into the great beyond outer space, and we're going to talk about atmospheres, not only here on Earth, but on our fellow planets. So we hope you guys enjoy today's Out of This World episode. Here is Whatever the Weather, Atmospheres. I'm rolling. And that, my friends, was the voice of Raul, (laughs) who is actually filming us right now because we are going visual with this podcast as well. Uh, Video, video, We've got the... Video killed the podcast. (laughs) So we are really excited to be able to do this uh, today. So you'll be able to get this on KSAT.com. I'm so happy I'm crying. Not really. My eyes are watering. Why are your eyes watering? I don't know. I got a facial today. And you looked extra fresh. Well, thank you. Um, However, I always have this one eye that waters uncontrollably. Yes. Like when they do the microderm abrasion, that thing hurts. It is not. Yeah. Beauty is pain, people. Beauty is pain. Speaking of beauty being pain, (laughs) today is Women in STEM Day. It is. (laughs) We're recording this on uh, March 14th, which is the Thursday, uh, and that's 3.14, Pi Day as well. Kitty and I are both sporting some purple in honor of Women in STEM. Um, and to be honest, TBH, we tried to record this yesterday. Yep. But we got halfway through it, mm-hmm. and um, we ended up. It had not been recording for 15 minutes. So it had not been recording anything. Although Raul got good video. He got good video, but you know, again, oh. video killed Pod- the podcast star, and we didn't have any sound. So it's not a podcast without a little audio. It is not. It is not. So today, Katie. We are going to talk about atmospheres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and many. Not, many atmospheres. Mucho. And not just our atmosphere, my friend. Awkward silence. We're going to outer space. <laughs> we're going we're to going outer space. To the moon. We not are going. Exactly, no, we're going. The moon does not have an atmosphere. But well, we are going to take a trip closer to the sun, talk about Mercury, talk about Venus, yeah. talk about Mars. That's what's crazy cool about all the different planets in our solar system they're each kind of they're so different and so you know as we learn more about them we figure out you know is that a place that humans could eventually go yeah and not all of them spoil alert we would die so with that (laughs) let's go ahead and get into the podcast So, Katie, if we're going to talk about other atmospheres, Mm -hmm. we have got to talk about our atmosphere, okay? An atmosphere is a layer of gases around a planet held down by gravity. It's like a security blanket. It is like a security blanket. In fact, it allows us to breathe, and simply breathing is a gift here on Earth. That is true. From the good Lord himself. (laughs) It is important. Again, we will not get into religion in this (laughs) podcast, but breathe with me, Katie. You just inhaled 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, and less than 1% argon. We're going to talk a lot about the periodic table on this episode. Yes. So if you want, grab a periodic table 
and take a trip with us. So other planets and other moons have atmospheres, but they're often too dense or not dense enough, and so you can't breathe. If we were to land mm -hmm. on like Mercury or Venus, we would not be able to breathe at all, not just simply because they don't have too much oxygen, but because they're dense as mm -hmm. well. So it took a long time for us to get our atmosphere and thus a long time for us to get life on Earth as well. The first atmosphere was 4.6 billion years ago. What were you doing 4.6 billion years ago, Katie? Uh, you know, probably working on my tan or something, I don't know. Working on your tan up in heaven, <laughs> waiting to come back down to earth. Okay, probably our first atmosphere 4.6 billion years ago was just hydrogen and helium. So imagine, this is how the earth formed 4.6 billion years ago. Mm -hmm. We had our sun, it was a brand new star, and around the sun was a cluster of gases, and they started to focus on one piece of gravity that would have been the earth, and they all compressed together. That's my sound of compression. ASMR. <laughs> and um, what happened is as those gases were compressing, it got really, really hot. Mm -hmm. And hydrogen and helium are very, very fast moving molecules. They're the lightest uh, elements on the periodic table. And so they were moving so fast that they actually escaped the gravity of Earth, or what was Earth back then, back out into space, okay? Our second atmosphere was 2.7 billion years ago. When the Earth started to cool, it got a nice thin glaze of crust on it, kind of like a creme brulee, okay? And as it started to cool, you started to get volcanoes. So you had volcanoes spewing three things into the atmosphere, and this was the second atmosphere, okay? First thing was steam, okay. uh, whose chemical formula is? H2O. H2O. Way to go, girl. <clears throat> Dihydrogen monoxide. <laughs> H2O. Then there's carbon dioxide that the volcanoes spewed out, mm -hmm. and ammonia, which is formula is NH3. Okay, okay. that N is going to become very important because that N stands for nitrogen, and like I said, our atmosphere today is a whole heck of a lot of nitrogen. Mm -hmm. All right, so that was our second atmosphere. Now the Earth continued to cool, and all of those gases that I mentioned, uh, H2O, water, steam, uh, carbon dioxide, and ammonia, are all heavier than what helium and hydrogen were. And so the gravity was able to keep them down at the surface. Carbon dioxide is the heaviest of all of them. And if you'll go back to your high school biology classes, mm -hmm. you may remember that a lot of the Earth's carbon dioxide is in the oceans themselves. Mm -hmm. We also have a lot of the Earth's carbon in the form of you know, coal or when coal gets heated and pressed, mm -hmm. what do we get? Diamonds mm -hmm. oh. are a girl's best friend. Yeah. Okay, so we've got so many different chemicals and so many different uh, molecules out there, but CO2 really resides in the ocean, so it's dissolvable. Mm -hmm. That's where we have a lot of the carbon dioxide. It was from the carbon dioxide and the sunlight that we had the first form of life on the Earth, which was very simple form of bacteria. Crazy. Not too exciting, no arms, no legs, no eyes, <laughs> just a little squiggly piece of bacteria. And yesterday we talked about this on our failed podcast because we ran out of room, <laughs> but those little pieces of bacteria, they started doing photosynthesis. Okay. And Katie, quiz time. What do you need for photosynthesis? Carbon dioxide. And? 
Sunlight. Yeah, and they produce what oxygen. The, yes, the the bacteria breathes out oxygen. You just got a hundred percent on your test and your quiz. Nothing like having a do-over. <laughs> right. Nothing like having a do-over. Okay. And so that oxygen that the those bacteria produce is the life-giving oxygen that we breathe now. So that's how we got oxygen by itself in our atmosphere. Ammonia, NH3, remember how I said to remember that N? Mm -hmm. Okay, ammonia lost its three hydrogen atoms because it's too light and escaped back out to space. Okay, okay. so that's how we ended up with all that nitrogen in our atmosphere, 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, and 0.9% argon. Argon is an interesting gas. It's really heavy, mm -hmm. okay? So it doesn't escape back out to space, and it's an in, in, inert, okay? Which means it does not interact with any other molecules in the atmosphere. Wow. So it's kind of like immune to escaping Earth's atmosphere. Once yeah. it's in here, it's in here. It's so that's why we have 0.9% argon. The rest of the 0.1% in our atmosphere, because that's 99.9%, the rest mm -hmm. of the 0.1% is a mixture of carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, methane, and ozone, which is in our stratosphere. That makes up the other amount of our atmosphere. Now, I'll talk a lot about carbon dioxide when I talk about Venus's atmosphere. Carbon dioxide is a hot button gas because Carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas, yep. and greenhouse gases really factor into the debate of climate change today. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that in a bit, but now for weather. The little bit of high, uh, water vapor that's in the air mm -hmm. is actually the only amount of, uh, the, the only gas that can vary in concentration. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes from 0% of our atmosphere to 4% of our atmosphere, depending on where you live. If you're closer to an ocean, 4%. If you're in the desert, closer okay. to 0%. All of what we see that's visible to our eye in the atmosphere is because of water vapor. When you yeah. think about it, clouds, water vapor. Mm -hmm. Rain, water. Okay. Yeah. Every now and then you can see pollution because of us people. <laughs> True. Wah, wah. True. But generally what you can see is a little bit of what the atmosphere is actually completely made out of. So that's really fascinating. That's our atmosphere. That's a baseline. And now, what do you say we talk about other planets? Oh yes. Do you have any questions about our atmosphere, Katie, that I may be able to hopefully answer? I um, don't think so. Or any comments? So the different layers mm -hmm. of the atmosphere, mm -hmm. does the composition vary by the different layers? Or does that just have to do with thickness? It just, in a lot of ways, it has to do with thickness, okay? Mm -hmm. Because like I said, the gravity of the Earth holds our atmosphere in place. So the closer you get to Earth, the thicker the atmosphere is, yeah. okay? Now, ozone is found in our atmosphere, but it's really only found in higher concentrations in the stratosphere, mm -hmm. which is right above the troposphere. Yeah. The troposphere is where we get our weather, yeah. okay? It, it has the most uh, concentration of atmosphere. So great question. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yes, let's talk about these planets. I'm a huge solar system nerd. When I was looking this stuff up, which shout out to NASA, I got I got lost in these pages. You did about all the different information about the planets. So we will start off with Mercury. It's the smallest little planet in our in our solar system. R.I.P. Pluto. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. I'm like, well, it used to be Pluto. Now it's 
Now Mercury is the smallest <laughs> planet in our solar system. So when we talk about the planets, I'm going to talk a little bit about their atmosphere or lack thereof, and then also the different kind of weather cool. on those planets. I love that. This is where it gets a little rowdy. All right, good old Mercury. Mercury actually has no atmosphere. None? No. It only has, it has a thin exosphere, which is like the, in our atmosphere, is the last outer layer, oh, teeny wow. tiny thin. That's all that Mercury has, but for all intents and purposes, it doesn't really do anything. Okay. Yeah. So no true atmosphere on Mercury. Um, the elements found though in, in the exosphere, oxygen, sodium, hydrogen, helium, and potassium. So it has some oxygen in it. It does. But because the atmosphere is so thin, it is unlikely that life could survive because this super thin atmosphere allows for huge temperature swings, especially because it's closer, it's a lot closer to the yes. sun. So we're talking, we are talking 800 degrees Fahrenheit during the day. Wow. All the way down to negative 290 degrees Fahrenheit at night <laughs> because there's nothing there to trap the heat during the day, which it would be too crazy hot. So then at night, that thin exosphere does nothing to hold in any heat from the day. Yeah. So it all escapes. And so then you're 290 degrees below zero. And so it's that, it's the lack of a true atmosphere that would likely not allow for life. Womp womp. Yeah, Mercury, a little bit of a bummer, but that's interesting. I, th I thought it, it was interesting. If people from Mars are called Martians, what would people from Mercury be called? Mercurians and obviously Mercurites. Mercury, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a real thing. No, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, I'm razzing. I they, don't know. Uh, in a twist of irony, they would drive Lincolns, not Mercury's. Oh, this is this was a good joke. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a good oh, you've got lipstick on your teeth. Oh, I did. You we're recording. I know. I, I got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Do Mars. We'll go in order. So we've done. Okay. We're going to skip Earth and go to Mars. The red planet. A <laughs> uh, lot of focus lately because the, um, the kind of focus with the, the space program now is we've got to get back to the moon first, but then after that, the goal is Mars. So I love it. we'll be hearing a lot about Mars. It has an extremely thin atmosphere, but it is composed of carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and argon. And argon! Then, so it, you know, true oxygen, but right. it, it's, there's some similarities to, to our atmosphere. So that's really interesting. Uh, temperatures on Mars can vary pretty big swings here but not not as hot because it's further from the sun so 70 degrees fahrenheit during the day to, that's comfortable yeah that's like today outside yeah and but the, the here's the kicker down to negative 225 fahrenheit nope. at night and this is similar to mercury because mars atmosphere is fairly thin a lot of heat escapes okay. and so that causes it to get really cold at night um also because of this thin atmosphere temperatures vary greatly from the surface of mars to just a few feet in the air oh, so wow. at your feet if you're at the equator of mars it would feel like spring at your feet it would feel like 75 degrees but at your head temperatures would be in the 30s that's crazy yeah it, i thought that was crazy i mean could you imagine walking around like that you couldn't 
I mean, oh, yeah, you couldn't. Um, so that's again because at, um, Mars's atmosphere is so thin. And just another kind of interesting weather tidbit. So big temperature swings, of course, um, and then the dust that they have to. They, I don't know who they. The Martians. <laughs> I don't know. Our our little our little rover is up there. He's dealing with curiosity. It. They, I don't know who they are. I have no information that I'm not sharing with you all. Um, <laughs> the rusting of the iron rocks, which makes up Mars' surface, that is what creates that red kind of dust. And Mars has fairly, um, fairly big windstorms. And so that picks up that dust. And then again, because the atmosphere is so thin, that dust like hangs in the hangs in the atmosphere. And wow. so it can take a really long time for it to settle. That's back impressive. down to the surface of Mars. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, the atmospheric pressure on Mars is about one one hundredth of what the atmospheric pressure is here. Yes, on, in the U.S., I think eight millibars is the pressure on Mars, and here it gets up to about nine hundred and uh, well, a thousand millibars, really. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's different as well. That is thin. But there, you know, through research, the little rovers we've been able to send. There's, you know, evidence that there was once water there, and so that's that's a big plus for the space program to maybe see was there life here? Is there life there? And we just haven't found it. And it's awesome. And I would highly suggest following. Um, and now I forget the exact handle on Twitter, but the rover that's up there doing all these experiments sends back images every day, and it's so weird because I mean you can see a view of Mars like this is what Mars looks like and it's right there that's so cool and it's really exciting but it's a pretty dusty cold place most of the time that is awesome so we've covered Mercury and we've covered Mars yes. okay now we're gonna talk about Venus I'm your Venus <laughs> I'm your fire your <laughs> desire but yes. Venus is not our desire especially when it comes to planetary living and I'll yeah. tell you why please do Oftentimes, Venus is compared to the Earth. It's called Earth's sister, mm -hmm. okay? Because Venus is, you know, similar in size to mm -hmm. the Earth. That's about it. And, you know, it is actually in the habitable zone. So we call the habitable zone a, z a certain distance away from the Earth where, in theory, liquid water could exist, okay? okay? Liquid water is a source of life for all of us mm -hmm. living beings here on Earth. And that, however, you should just throw that out of the window, it being Earth's sister when it comes to the atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, because it is completely the opposite. We've been talking about Mercury and Mars. Mercury doesn't have much of an atmosphere, and Mars does, but it's a lot thinner. Mm -hmm. Venus's atmosphere is 90 times as dense as the Earth's atmosphere. If we were to literally stand, be instantly transported, me, you, and Raul, if we were to instantly be transported to the surface of Venus, we would be crushed because the atmosphere of the Earth has a pressure of about 14 and a half pounds per square inch, mm -hmm. okay? So all around us, there's 14 and a half pounds of pressure on our little bodies right now. But we don't even notice. We don't notice because our blood pressure counteracts that. Isn't that cool? Ooh, that. So it's like it neutralizes itself. But Venus's um, pressure on the Earth, 1,323 pounds per square inch. 
I'm sorry, but I can't deadlift Can you a imagine that we're just like with my body? Oof. No, we would be crushed to the ground instantly, okay? If we were to stand on the surface of Venus. So not a pretty picture. No. Not our fire or our desire. I'm going to keep on going with that joke. It's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> we're going to go with the atmospheric composition now of Venus, which is totally different. Remember how there was just a trace amount of CO2 in our atmosphere? Mm -hmm. It's something like 390 parts per mm -hmm. million. Okay. I got to check that. That could be wrong. But, or parts per billion even. Okay. It's very small amount on the Earth. Mm -hmm. However, in Venus... Carbon dioxide makes up 96.5% of its atmosphere. Wow. Carbon dioxide holds heat very well. Okay, so whenever we have a lot of carbon dioxide in the air here on Earth, it ends up being a warmer day. Okay, it holds the heat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, same with water vapor. When we have a lot of humidity in the yeah. air, it feels gross outside. Okay. Mm -hmm. If we had a lot of carbon dioxide in the air, we would be seeing temperatures spike up exponentially uh, on, the, on the globe here. It, that's why Venus is the hottest planet in the solar system. Were you going to say something? No, that's just, I'm just saying, yeah, so it's yeah. going to be extremely hot. Venus is the hottest planet in the solar system, and it doesn't vary in temperature like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Always, it's 863 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. Because the atmosphere is so because dense. Because the atmosphere is so dense. Nothing it, gets in or out. Exactly. It's almost as if you were here on Earth and you dived down into the ocean. And you went down deep, 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 3,000 feet deep into the ocean. That's what it would feel like to be in Venus. So not much happens in terms of weather no. on Venus, apart from, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, they do have a lot of clouds on Venus. We'll talk about that in a moment. But it is the hottest planet in the solar system, past 800 degrees Fahrenheit, 96.5% carbon dioxide, 3.5% nitrogen. Okay. Okay. There are trace amounts of sulfur dioxide. Just like there are trace amounts of water vapor in our atmosphere that make up our clouds, mm -hmm. the sulfur dioxide is what makes up the clouds of Venus. Whoa. So that yellow color you see mm -hmm. when you look at Venus uh, you know, through a telescope or yeah. through pictures taken, that is sulfur dioxide clouds. Okay. And at wow. the tops of those clouds, just like in our atmosphere, the tops of the atmosphere, the wind speed is higher. The top of the atmosphere of Venus is fast because of winds at about 185 miles per hour. But remember how I said it's like if you dive down mm -hmm. to the surface, uh, dive down underneath the water, there's not much movement at the bottom of the ocean, mm -hmm. okay? And there's not much movement at the surface of Venus. In fact, the, the top winds on the surface of Venus are three miles per hour. Wow. Okay. But that is enough, however, because the atmosphere is so dense, a lot like water, uh, that you can see those little little rocks move every now and then. Dust will kick up every now and then. Just like if you were scuba diving way on deep down dive, you, down you would see some rocks move every now and then because of ocean currents. So that's Venus. Not a fun place to live. No. Extremely hot. In fact, the coolest it gets is on the mountain peaks, which is like 700 degrees. Fahrenheit. So of all the planets we've talked about, if you had to pick one to live on, not Earth, which one would it be? Mars. Yeah, me Definitely too. Mars, because it wouldn't get crushed. Yeah. 
That's about that's it's my true. that's my criteria for living. <laughs> Wouldn't get crushed. Being, I didn't know Venus was that uninhabitable. I mean, that's going to take a lot to overcome that pressure. And guys, we know there are other atmospheres out there in our solar system and beyond, like on moons and stuff like that. But we wanted to talk about the, the three terrestrial planets. Katie, however, has some information about some of our gaseous giants. This is my jam. No offense to the other gas giants, but Saturn is my jam. If y'all have not watched on Netflix, seven days out, the Cassini episode. I that, haven't watched it. That, Tell me about it. That was the um, that was the satellite that was made just specifically to go study Saturn, cool. and it did so for like decades. And that's why we know so much about Saturn and its moons. And so when it was time for it to be done, they they flew it into Saturn, and they, it disintegrated. Are you serious? Yes, you have. You guys have to watch okay, this. I'll you watch would it. freak out. It would, it's fantastic. Nice. So Saturn is a gas giant, which means it has no true surface. So all the planets we've talked about have, a, you know, a core and then a mantle and a crust. Yeah. And then the atmosphere above that. But Saturn has no true surface. So there's like this, it, its whole thing is like an atmosphere, kind of. Oh, you can cool. think of the whole planet as just one big atmosphere. It's just swirling gases and liquids and clouds too. Cool. It is, it is wild. So, yeah, so when if you were going to fly a spaceship into Saturn, it would just, it would never hit anything concrete. So is it, it would, just held together by a center of gravity because the mass of Saturn is so big? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yes. Um, Got it. I can't speak to that specifically. There's a lot of <laughs> It's really cool. Yeah. So um, Saturn has very, very strong winds in the upper levels of its atmosphere. So the winds on Saturn, stop calling me, the winds on Saturn um, can reach speeds 1,600 feet per second. Wow. So wait, just, just think wait. about that. 1,600 feet per second. Yeah. So just think about that. So compare that to a hurricane here on Earth. Okay. Like the fastest that winds will get is... 360 feet per second. Okay, wow. So that's a lot more. I tried to do math, but <laughs> that's a lot more. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's crazy. So these upper level... 500 times. Yeah. So... Five times. Five times. There are really, really fast-moving winds in the upper levels of Saturn's atmosphere. Um, the pressure on Saturn, in Saturn is so high that it turns gas to liquid. Whoa. <laughs> so can you just imagine that? Just like, and then, where was your little sound effect? And then, like, I'm going to take this air and then liquid. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so we're not going to Saturn either. It also has a North Pole. Saturn does. Okay. Does Santa live there? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, it has a North Pole with a six-sided jet stream that has a... Is this the hexagonal thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It has a hexagonal jet stream with a constantly moving and rotating storm at its center. So in the same way that we have a jet stream, Saturn does as well. So it's got those extremely fast-moving winds there at its North Pole. Mm -hmm. and But it's got six sides That's to the crazy. jet stream. We have a hard enough time sometimes keeping up with our jet stream here on Earth and... <laughs> and 
So there's a lot happening there. So I think it's really cool to think about Saturn as just this mass of gases and liquids and clouds, but it's still organized enough. I don't know if that's the word. Organized enough to have a jet stream. Oh, yeah. And winds and all these other that things. That is crazy. And then, of course, it's it's rings, and I don't have anything about maybe what's happening on, on its rings, but of course they're... That's just fascinating, Katie. Amazing. And I think, yeah, we are going to have another episode further on down the line where we talk about other atmospheres outside of our planets uh, and maybe on the moons around our planets and stuff like that. But Space. This is just a little teaser. You want to talk about your weekend television? Yeah, I was thinking, what was I going to talk about today? I had something and then I forgot. You know when that happens? I know when that happens. I have something. Do you want to start? Yeah, start. I'll start. Okay. So, man, the weather in Texas in the springtime changes so quickly. Mm -hmm. So quickly. Like, we, this past week we were in the 20s, and then now we were, we were in the 80s yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so I do the weather on the weekend mornings, and we cut into Good Morning America, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, here's what happened. It was going to be a beautiful sunny day with temperatures in the 80s, so a warm day. We cut into Good Morning America, and I record a couple of those because to give our directors a break because it's a four-hour long show. Mm -hmm. So I record one or two of those things when, like, Rob Marciano or Ginger Z is like, here's what's happening in San Antonio. Okay, then I come up. That's usually recorded unless we're having bad weather, and then I'll do them live. Mm -hmm. But they ran my weather recording from the weekend before when we were freezing, when we were in the 20s. Yep. And so I had to, I, luckily we caught it, but I had to feel the calls and complaints and things like that. We're like, your weather lady doesn't know what she's doing, you know. Oh when in gosh. reality, you know, it was a mis it was a technical error. <laughs> I know. So, and I cried four times at work. Four I'm times. Sorry. But here's the deal. I called Katie after, I, I, you know, guys, I say I cried, but like it was like two tears, okay. <laughs> and I maintained my makeup. awesomeness. Yes. And my makeup, okay. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> but I was feeling really like it was just a bad day. Mm -hmm. And then I called Katie afterwards and I was like, this happened. I felt really weak because, you know, as a woman, we're always kind of fighting the stereotype of yeah. like weak women, you know, emotional women. When yes, I was emotional that day. But I was feeling like, oh man, I like failed because I let my emotion show, you know. And then Katie just, you know, was like, Sarah, we've all been there anybody would get emotional and I know it's coincidental that I'm also getting emotional now talking about it <laughs> because it's just such amazing support team that we have and um, like I love Adam I love Justin mm -hmm. I love Mike but I can't call them for that stuff I feel like I can really only call you for that yeah so yeah I feel I felt very grateful and then she made me feel strong again so well I'm, if you wouldn't would be anyone would have gotten a upset when something like that happens and if you hadn't have gotten upset it would have been weird I think because you take your job seriously anyone that takes their job seriously when it goes wrong that way and it wasn't your fault yeah anybody would be incredibly frustrated so 
girl. Well, you're awesome. You're good. Love you lots. You Smooches. good. <laughs> okay, now your turn. Um, okay. When did you cry? I'll make this quick. <laughs> I don't, I, so, as a lot of people probably do, I go through ups and downs in my, um, my self-image, like how I'm feeling about um, myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, go through through ebbs and flows, and I think people can relate to that. And I've been in down. I've been stuck in a stuck in a rut Recently? lately. Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, it's just uh, like I've had to always, always since I was a little kid. I've I've been like the cho- I was the chubby kid, mm. and so it's something that I've had to fight my whole life. Like I don't have one of those metabolisms or whatever where I can just eat whatever yeah and it's fine I like have to watch every single thing that I put in my body which you should because you should be healthy you shouldn't eat jack and box every day whatever but I yeah I just like can't slack and it gets I'm just too hard on myself and so I finally am at the point in my adult life though where I go through like two days of that but then I can be like hey that's not cool. Yeah. Love yourself. Respect no. yourself. <laughs> so I, I, it like kind of gave me hope because I went through that, but then I was able to take a step back and be like, whoa, this is not okay what you're doing to yourself. Like I'm my own worst critic mm-hmm. 99% of the time. Same. So I went through that, but then kind of came out the other side. Like, what we're not going to go there has, again. What do you think has helped you not go into that spiral? Um, I have really positive people in my life. You, our other co-workers, um, my boyfriend always makes me, you know, feel like I'm really pretty and put he together, better. even he when better. I'm even when I'm not. Yeah. So I think it's just been realizing that I'm that it's all just very superficial and mm-hmm. that it's not really what's important. Yeah. So that was kind of a a, a downer that I was in, but then I. Now I've been able to kind of pull myself out. I'm so out, proud of you. Which I think means that I'm growing up. I think you are. I but don't I'm know. proud of you, and thanks for sharing that because that's really re- real. We are very, you know, confident in what we do mm-hmm. as meteorologists, mm-hmm. but we are on television, and I have those days too, where I'm just Boy, like, I'll tell you, you put together an outfit and then you get here and you're like, whoa. <laughs> that does not look good on television. <laughs> this is not working, but then you can't go change. You know, <laughs> You're stuck. Bye, live TV. I'm going to go change. Go drive home. BRB. BRB. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, Katie. And thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe. We're also going to have a video element. Thanks, Raul. Give a shout out, Raul. Hey. Hey, there he is. (laughs) And, guys, even if you're in space. (laughs) Yes, please. Weather the weather. Whatever the weather. Adios.